Blue Life's a Mitch. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Life's a Mitch. Uh, today, gonna got a reoccurring guest. Um, you know her as the dating doctor. Uh, previous episodes, we've spoken about like how to get yourself ready for the dating game. We've spoken about you know, are you truly ready, some things to look out for, and the conversations are always good. And I'd like to welcome back Kim Dunlop, a.k.a. the dating doctor. How are you doing today? I'm really good, Mitch. It's so great to be here with you again. I love our chats. Thanks, <laughs> com- thanks for coming back. How you been? How was the New Year break and, and, and stuff? Well, I have to say the New Year's break was absolutely amazing. I did um, swimming. I went beach swimming, walking, um, watching a movie every day. Um, and just did it on repeat for about two weeks. So it was just fantastic. Um, I also did a um, vision board for this year as well, which was really cool. So um, got into a bit of art and craft and um, did a bit of a vision board. So that was pretty exciting as well. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I noticed um, um, there was a little uh, Life and Mitch logo there in the top left corner. So how good. You're, vis- you're manifesting your year easily so far. That's amazing. definitely i love it i love it that's good yeah i'm i'm still out here in orange um i didn't really get that much time off because i just started a new role and we're uh still rostered on to work through the christmas break so we've got the bare seven days off but still still driving away still you know i've got still uh in the mines and still trying to do this radio thing and just having a crack at some podcasts this year so um as I said before, uh, we've spoken previously about like you, you've got a, a, a history, you're an expert in the dating field. So can you just recap as to, um, you know, your, your, some of the works that you've done in this space? Like, cause you, yeah, like some of your bona fides, I guess I'm not explaining it real well, am I? No, no, you're explaining it beautifully. I mean, look, I suppose as part of the toolkit, um, you know, some of the aspects that I look at, Mitch, uh, you know, connecting to the dating world. I mean, that's challenging in itself, isn't it? Just trying to get into this current dating world, um, but getting to know yourself, looking at, you know, the qualification process that people look at um, when they are looking at dating, you know, looking at flirty and fun messages, um, really looking at your love languages and core values. So, Um, At the end of the day, all these aspects are just, you know, a beautiful way to kind of look at finding your life partner. Um, And it is a process um, which is, you know, something that we have to work through, um, you know, to actually come out the other side and actually, you know, being in a loving relationship. And part of that sort of, you know, starts with us. Uh, But I'm very excited to kind of talk about, you know, the inspiration to actually love again. And I think that's probably a challenging part, Mitch, for a lot of people. You know, we feel like we've been rejected or, you know, not had a very nice relationship with someone. And then that can sometimes go into, you know, that next phase of your dating world. Yeah, 100%. And that's why I wanted you to come back on today because if anyone's interested, there's two episodes, so scroll back in the feed and have a look. And we spoke about, like, how one can take steps to prepare themselves for the dating game. And we spoke about some of the, the past work that Kim's done and, and the journey that she's taken to up to this point. But today I, I've asked her to come on because there's another side to dating, you know, when it's all going hunky-dory and you're feeling amazing and riding the endorphin highs. But there's also some sometimes some good things come to an end. And so I thought I'd ask you to come on to talk about you know, how to deal with rejection and some of the common trends or if you maybe some things to look out for if a relationship might be failing, say. And also at the end, we'll talk about ways that we can sort of build ourselves back up and build our confidence up. And But before we do that, I was just going to keep the, the theme consistent, Kim. Just wondering, would you mind joining me and having a real quick bitchy with Mitchy this afternoon? <laughs> Of course. I love it. <laughs> so everyone knows by now, you know, we, uh, the guest comes on, we have a, a whinge one sook. And as always, Kim, you, you're more than welcome to go first if you'd like to, or I can to kick things off. It's up to you. Oh, look, it's funny. 
I have got something I want to bitch about is um, when you ask someone for some help and they say, yes, yes, yeah, I'd love to help you. But then when they are helping you, they actually tell you how busy they are and how, um, you know, they shouldn't be helping you out because they need to be doing other stuff. And I kind of think that's really funny because I have a bit of a laugh about that. And um, But, yeah, I kind of go, that's my bitch. It's like, well, don't offer to help. <laughs> yeah. So that's my bitch. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's, that happens quite a bit. It's like, oh, friends, like, oh, yeah, I'll, or I'll add to that. When you try to make plans with someone and like, yep, yep, all good, and then either they never get back to you or there's always an excuse. Yeah. And it's like, oh, like I've got a friend in Newcastle who uh, shall rename nameless, but you know who you are, you absolute twat, and he's always – bailing out last minute with crappy excuses and it's like i live five hours away i can't just on a whim have someone cancel on me it gives me the shits so yeah 100 percent. yeah i agree where you're coming from mine is uh lately this weather has just been hot cold muggy wet hail storming and that currently there's a bit of a thunderstorm going on so my bitch is mother nature just be consistent either make it hot make it rain make it cool it's absolutely going through this the, the spectrum of all those what I just mentioned, and if there's if you hear lightning outside, I apologise, but there's little I can do about it. I'll try and mitigate the input of the mic as much as I can. But yeah, that's my bitch. The weather <laughs> here in Orange, fuck's sake, get your head, get your heads together. <laughs> <laughs> I have so, to agree with you on that. My yeah. hair is all frizzy, Mitch, and so I don't like my hair being frizzy. <laughs> well, as someone who can't physically grow hair on his head, I'm, you're on your own on that one. <laughs> Oh dear, it's so funny. Unfortunately, <laughs> I can't. There's not much I can do from my head. If a lightning strike my head, the hair would already be blown off, so it'll just bounce off. I reckon. Yeah, I know. Um. Okay. So, uh, aforementioned, you are a dating expert. You've been doing it for a number of years. You, for a living, help people uh, find the best version of themselves, and then get them prepared to tackle the dating world. And uh, as previously mentioned, you have said. Uh, some of the key takes are it's better, best to be honest going in. So if you, one of your quotes, the love choo-choo train, if you just want fun or if you want the real deal, make your intentions honest. That way, if you're honest, you can't get in trouble. Um, you've also mentioned previously of uh, some ways you can find the best version of yourself, uh, whether you learn what your love languages are, um, techniques as to how you can look in, like, look in and help yourself. And you help people. So if anyone's interested, I'll leave at the end in the bio, I'll leave uh, details of Kim's website. And if you want to further uh, your own study or of yourself or feel free to get in contact with Kim and she'd love to help you. But uh, I guess in your field of work, I guess the first question I'd have is when you see relationships ending, what are some of the trends that you see as to why they fail, do you think? And how do you see people dealing with that rejection initially yeah and it's a really great starting point Mitch because um when I'm working with clients and some of the things that really come up is I actually look at um, expanding the conversation or the communication with the client or with you know the person individually to actually say to them you know um, have you really been clear on, you know, what is it that you're needing from this relationship? Um, and a lot of the times what I'm finding is one of the key trends is that people are actually not talking about their desires or their needs. You know, what is it they need as part of the relationship? What do they feel that's missing? Because it's a work in progress. And a lot of people don't realize that that can be sometimes the critical thing that's actually disconnecting the couple you know, or disconnecting the relationship. It's just a miscommunication of language. So it's one of the, probably the key things that I really find is, you know, understanding what it is you're wanting. And it could be, you know, um, something as simple as, um, your, you know, um, your partner, you know, um, dressing up in a sexy way. Do you know what I mean? Like it's little things like this. Um, you know, it's the chemistry of the physical 
as well as the spontaneity of coming up with creative ideas. So it's little things like that that I kind of am noticing that the communication is being lost is one of the trends. You know, the communication is falling down and people are not actually saying, um, would you be open to actually doing this for me? Would you be open to trying on something a bit different? You know, so it's actually quite a beautiful way to kind of open up to see if there's any recovery in a relationship that might be kind of falling apart. Yeah, okay. That that's a fair point. Um, and in your like so you said that's one of the most common trends is is poor communication and lack of people yeah. having the confidence to speak up and say, Hey, these are what my needs are. So we can talk about we can delve into that a little bit later in the section of how can people build their own self-confidence and self-esteem. Yeah. Um, okay. So one failing area is bad communication. Uh, what else do you think can help or can contribute to ultimately a relationship breaking down apart from the obvious things like lying, cheating and all that stuff? Like what, um, what else have I, you seen in your work? Yeah. The other thing I feel um, is a bit of a, you know, telltale sign is just flirting with someone, flirting and having fun. You know, um, and it could be just having that playful sense with, um, you know, a new relationship or being in a long-term relationship. It's like, you know, is someone showing that they're touching their hair because they're nervous? You know, is someone giggling? You know, is there an awkward glance away? Is there, you know, this uncovering, you know, um, of this fun, you know, banter? That's what I'm finding is really like a little bit of a telltale is people are not having fun. They're so serious and we're not actually enjoying, you know, the relationship or having a little bit of a giggle or being, you know, a bit funny. So, yeah, um, I feel like that's, you know, a skill set as well. And look, Mitch, you know, you're someone that's actually quite funny, Um you know, even just cracking a little joke, you know, to your partner if she was a bit serious, you know, that's <laughs> trying to be that little giggle or that playfulness, you know, to, um, you know, create something a little bit different, you know? Yeah, well, as mentioned previously, like if I'm dating someone, then uh, one of the things I've learned is, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have that gift of making people laugh. Like, and I genuinely get a like a, a rise out of it. So like recently I, I was out to dinner with a girl and she, she said to me, why do you use self-deprecation? Like I posted something on Facebook just this week about I was, um, when I was on the game show, someone actually started a Reddit thread and some of the comments were absolutely scathing and uh, ripping into me, which is fine. And I shared that because in an attempt to get people to laugh out of it. And so I'm not afraid to, take the mickey out of myself and some people laugh some everyone's different and that's fine uh, but what if um you know in the world if someone isn't as lucky as i am to be able to make someone laugh like what could potentially someone do to to be as spontaneous as you said or to find a way to sort of i guess change the or trajectory of what the relationship might be seemingly going down a negative path what are some techniques some people could use maybe? Yeah, and look, I suppose um, if you were, say, a serious person and you were looking for a relationship with another serious person, it would actually be a match, right? But it's whether or not you want to balance and you want to look at the balance of that relationship and go, okay, there's nothing wrong about being serious or having serious conversations, but it's actually lightening it up. Um, and so in doing that, it's just really practicing, you know, something else that's a little bit different, you know. And one of the things that I feel is a really good technique, and you are probably across this, is um, watching comedians, listening to different comedians and seeing if you actually get a laugh out of comedians um, and, you know, finding a particular comedian that actually then really activates your inner funniness, Right. And so then you notice the laugh coming up in your body. So you're actually producing that laugh 
just from watching, you know, someone say something funny. But it might take you two or three goes to find, like, say, a funny comedian guy. But it's actually really going into that and actually going, oh, is this something I can explore? So I'm not about trying to change people. It's more about tweaking, you know, what it is we're actually wanting to bring in to the actual relationship. So that's kind of a little technique. Um, and I don't know if you want to add to that as well, Mitch, you know? Well, I, I guess you could. I'm no dating expert, but for me, I find that you could either uh, do something like that as an individual or with the partner as well. Um, exactly. And, but you know, I, I've always had the belief is that no one can be happy in you unless you're happy in yourself. So, you know, I, I've been in relationships in the past where I felt like I'm tiptoeing on eggshells and you, all you want to do is see the person smile or all you want to do is have a, create some positive memories and no one likes to feel like they're inadequate, insecure in their own relationship. It's supposed to be you and that person against the world. And like no one, you know, no one likes to feel suffocated or manipulated or abused or what have you. Um, yeah, but I guess for me, I find that it's important to be able to do stuff together as well as have an identity as an individual because you were you existed before you met that person and if it were to end you would have an identity without them as well so i think yeah like you go see a comedian do it with and you might agree with this it's good to have a balance of self-time relationship time and maybe with those around you like friends or family do you think that's another important thing you could use maybe 100 percent. i mean there's so much to this and i agree with you um you know, firstly, on the point around, you know, the identity, you come to the relationship with your own identity. And I'll add to that by saying, you also own your own energy and your own chemistry. And it's a big piece, right? The chemistry piece is a big piece. So if you were to look at your own identity, who are you? Um, you know, and it's not just about who you, what you do as, you know, in a job. It's more about the energy that you're bringing. So it's kind of having an awareness of the energy that you're owning. And so you own, Mitch, you know, a funny energy. So if someone was to go, look, I'm in a relationship and I'm actually um, wanting to become a bit funnier, I'm just noticing my partner is saying to me that they like, a, you know, me to crack a few jokes, but I'm actually not that type of person. Mitch, can you help me out with that? There's the exploration, right, with someone actually reaching out to a resource of someone who they know who's actually already got that skill set, and it is a skill set. And so whilst we have our own, um, you know, um, way of being and, you know, it could be your smile, as you say, it could be a style of dress, um, we all have a natural energy glow but it's really tapping into that energy of yourself first, which is the self-identity, and then also then looking and going, okay, so what is the other person that I want to bring in who's going to be the icing on the cake? Because the other person is not going to make me happy. The other person is only going to enhance that happiness if we are actually holding on to that. Yeah, fair point. Um so I guess what I'm what I'm what I'm getting out of that is um it's important to obviously as previous episodes I spoke about having core values and being honest and upfront with a person and stuff and and as we speak about potentially at a at the end of the relationship open up a communication and don't be afraid to yeah open yourself up to having some constructive criticism and feedback and if you because relationships are a battlefield, right? We're always looking to grow and continue them on if we're in one, if we're lucky enough to be in one. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so as you said, like, if you are challenged by a partner, you know, you don't want to do it in a con confrontational way. You know, if you notice your partner's doing, I don't know, is being very passive-aggressive to other people in their life and you go, oh, what's going on? Why are you like that? And then they might not be realizing that they're doing that. Then you might say, Hey, well, you give them an example. You were short with a waiter the other night at dinner. Maybe, 
you know, if you if you're feeling frustrated, talk to me, get it off your chest. That way, it, it might be a bit better for you. Or, you know, if you aren't, if you are being challenged to be funny, you know, see a comedian, listen to a podcast or whatever. There's there's self help things as well on like podcasts and YouTube clips. So and many times I've just hopped on there and just typed in what I'm feeling, hit enter, and there's been a a, a plethora of content there. So that that's another uh, self help thing as well. I guess you could do. Hundred um, percent. There's, yeah. there's, and and look, it's even difficult and like, you know, doing this work, it's actually really difficult for someone to take action to actually do that. And so they've got to want to really want to do that work. And it does require someone putting in a little bit of effort and taking action, as you said. But what I really loved and I want to pick up on, um, which is what you said about the waiter and, you know, coming from, you know, a loving place to your partner by sharing some open communication, which could be perceived as criticism, you know, how do you compassionately deliver a message to your partner around that? And there is a way to do that. There is, a, you know, a real technique to do that. You've got to check in with yourself first to see if actually you're in a compassionate position. Or if you're in a judgmental position, I wouldn't advise to actually deliver that message to your partner. I would say always check in with yourself to understand where you're at. And if you are actually in a caring position that you can deliver a compassionate message to say to your partner, listen, I noticed, you know, the other night and maybe not at the time when it's happening, um, is I noticed the other night that you're a little bit short with the waiter um, I just wanted to, you know, have a chat with you because it's not normally like you to actually react that way. Is there anything that's going on at work or family for you um, that you might want to have a chat about? And therein lies the gold, which is, you know, if you notice my voice, it's just really calming and caring. And that person actually feels like someone actually cares. And it's then creating that beautiful connection with one another you're creating that chemistry yeah i agree but let's say okay let's say you're in a relationship that's has a lot of passive moments and you start to be short with each other and ultimately it's going down a path where it looks like it could end and it does mm-hmm. and so how or what recommendations would you give to both the person who would be instigating the breakup and the person who would be on the receiving end of it. Like what can, how can people deal with rejection? Like how do you, how do you navigate that? Do you think? So a couple of things and really key things. And I love all your questions, Bench, because they are really, you know, quite evolved and it's really. Not bad bad for off the top of my head. (laughs) I know. Um, is really going back to the passive moments. So the starting point of how it's actually starting to actually create this reaction. So if you look at the reaction of this passive aggressiveness, these moments, if one person is doing it, then it shows you where the other person is at. But if you're both doing it, you're actually both mirroring exactly where you're both at. And so it's really a case, and that's why I wanted to really kind of, you know, tune in on that. It's really a case of actually both checking in as to why you're kind of reacting and maybe attacking. And I'll use that word attacking because what we're doing is we're kind of not being nice to ourselves, but in turn we're actually kind of projecting that message onto someone else. And if you're both kind of doing it, it's really just going to be a point where one of you says, listen, I don't like how we're going down this path. Can we actually talk about it and picking a better time? So looking at when you're doing it, when you're choosing to have the time, creating the time, creating a really nice, you know, environment to actually have a conversation. But it would actually take someone to actually look at breaking that state because, and it's a level of maturity as well, 
to actually look into that and go, okay, do I not have the capacity to do it? And do I want to go down the path of having a really nice conversation? So that's one of the first parts. The second part, Mitch, around rejection um, is, you know, I think it's the reactions, you know, that are playing out. The reactions are coming up and people are, you know, rejecting others, you know, through, how should I say, through, you know, on the surface, if I was to talk about the surface, going, oh, I'm not getting my needs met. You're not delivering this, 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 and this. But yet the key thing is when someone's saying that is what is it that you're actually wanting to bring in to the relationship? And this is where I think is the big turning point for a lot of people in relationships. If we can actually just shift this framework slightly and saying um, and really checking in with ourselves that we're delivering a message from a caring and compassionate position but knowing where you are at, if you've had a stressful day, I would not advise to actually deliver a message like this because you wouldn't be in the right state necessarily. So it's really kind of going, what is it I really need? Do I want my partner to tell me that I look really nice in the outfits that I'm getting dressed up in? Or is it that I want my partner to maybe come up with creative, spontaneous ideas because I'm always coming up with them? Or... Is it I want my partner to cook me a really yummy meal without me having to ask? Yeah, each each dynamic, each relationship is different. Exactly. And, and but, I guess, oh, sorry, you go, you go. No, no. But the key message, what I was trying to get across is we actually need to start asking. We need to start asking and exploring to see whether our partner is willing to step in and do that. And if we're doing it in a, passive aggressive a moment where the relationship is deteriorating it's not going to come across in a really nice way but if we can pull that back and try and change that state and really look at all the resources within ourselves and go I actually really love the qualities of my partner they're either a bit stressed or they're you know um, not giving me time and attention I want to start communicating with them in a way that I would like to receive communication. And that's the starting point. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a, a fair point. Yeah. As you said, like if you're seemingly in a failing relationship and you know, you, you do have intentions of breaking it off with someone or, you know, if you get caught by surprise, I think, as you said, like it's all about the delivery. If you're going in there aggressive and saying, "You're not doing this, you're not doing that, you're not," and if it's done in such a uh, such a tone that's aggressive, and you know, of course, aggression breeds aggression. So you're going to get a rise out of the other person. So yeah, the same reaction, which is the mirror. Yeah, hundred percent it is. And if you um do initiate a breakup, try and. I think, as you said, if you can try and sort of be empathetic and let the person down in a way that's not going to be putting the blame all on them, like it's because, yeah, as you said, it's all about tone. Let's say you and I are dating and I said, oh, Kim, it's not working because you're this and you're that and I start to get aggressive. You're, one, going to be very upset and two, fight, probably fire back at me. And it, no one, you know, breakups are hard enough, I think. And oh. It's never easy and yeah. like you know a broken heart is probably one of the most difficult challenges in life Mitch you know yeah yeah and you know there's all feelings that go with it you know it's a really tough thing um but it then comes back to how you're showing up in that relationship how do you want to show up do you want to be that you know narky little person or do you want to speak to someone in a nasty way and that's the question you've got to ask yourself responsibly and going, you know, going back to the beginning of when you first met this person and the qualities that they have and why you fell in love with them. But then understanding why it's potentially falling apart, you know, but to go back to the beginning and going, okay, I know that we had this in the beginning um, and this is, you know, was really strong 
something's just fallen off the wheels, you know, like the wheels have just fallen off. And so how do we get back on that? And is it stress related? Is it work related? Is it family related? You know, is it trauma related? You know, is it core woundings? Like what people don't realize is that we really need to look into ourselves sometimes and going that reaction that I did um, actually made me feel this way because you know, the way you said it or how you said it or that word, you know, someone else had told me that I wasn't good enough. And so this made me feel this way. So it's really trying to understand that because it's the words that are powerful, Mitch. It's the delivery that's powerful. It's the, you know, um, the tone, you know. Um, you know, all of these aspects go into that whole, you know, feeling of rejection or when something's falling apart but how do we get it to come back together or recover it or try and work on the relationship in order to then step out of that to actually not take that whole dynamic of the old relationship into a new relationship so these are the pieces because it's all energetic okay um Fair points, absolutely fair points. Uh, and the reason I'm like, okay, is because I'm I'm in deep thought as to what I want to ask next and how to how to like uh, articulate it the correct way. Okay, so you spoke about how to potentially what to take into a new relationship. Say if you know I'm I'm a guy who has in a been in a heterosexual relationship with a girl, and I get, for lack of a better term, dumped. Uh, what are some of the techniques you think as a man I could do to bring myself back up and like get more self-confidence and what do I, what do you think I should do to possibly take into the next relationship? And after you answer that, could you please also answer that from a female perspective as well? Like what can a man do to bring themselves back? And then what could a woman do to bring herself back as well to put yourself back in the dating game? Yeah, it's a really great question, Mitch. And look, it's very similar for both, whether it's male or female. Um, but the first funky word that I'm going to bring in today is what is your vibe? What is your vibe? Um, and it's kind of like, you know, what are you all about? And if you were to look at your vibe, right, and just say you were carrying, you know, just frustration or anger from the previous relationship, if I was to say to you, what's your vibe that you want to bring in? Do you want to bring in sexy, sassy, you know, do you want to bring in, you know, fun Mitch, you know, with a bit of flair, you know, what is it, the vibe? So it'd be kind of like really looking in to go, what is my vibe? And look, you mentioned it right in the beginning, Mitch, and I really feel that this is a, plays an important role, is our physical image, you know, because we've got these physical bodies we all look very different you know you even talked about your hair and it's just really taking ownership of our physical image you know and it's looking at those aspects so whether it's a man or a woman it's like what is your vibe and I mean look we all get a bit comfortable you know over the Christmas break and we might have that extra piece of you know cake or you know whatever and we might all put on a you know a couple of extra kilos it's actually really then still loving those parts of us, you know, loving the physical parts of us because we're actually choosing to have that and we might be choosing not to do as much exercise because we're just relaxing and having downtime and, you know, going to the beach and being playful. But it's then going, okay, am I comfortable with my vibe? Am I comfortable with, you know, the energy that I'm bringing? You know, it's probably one of the key things that I say to people, which then feeds into your chemistry. So if you were someone who was not holding, say, self-confidence um, and you were lacking it, I would actually just say to you, what do you think your vibe is? And it's really your gift. You know, what is it that you love about yourself? And if you can't think of anything, it means that you're actually being really hard on yourself because there's something that we all have that we bring to a relationship. You know, it could be touch, it could be kindness, it could be your humor, you know, it could be so many things. 
Um, and it's really us just looking at it. And it could be just something as similar as your your arm muscle. You might be in love with your arm muscle. You know, it could be something like that. You know, that, <laughs> that sound that sounded dirtier than your minute. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that would be you know, um, it does you know like the self confidence bit, you know, and the self identity. It's really like going, what are the parts that you love about yourself? You know, and is it your smile? You know, is it the way you hold yourself? You know, is it your kindness, your touch? You know, there's all these beautiful things that we have just in the physical form that we can bring. And it could be just you bobbling along with your head, you know, jumping about, you know. It could be a little prance in your walk. You know, what is your vibe? Like I really want people to take ownership of that, you know, because I know um, one thing I did work with some guys, you know, and it could it was even with their handshake, Mitch, and, you know, they're holding their shoulders and how they approached a woman in, you know, in a heterosexual relationship. Um, it'd be different, obviously, in a, you know, um, a different relationship, so I'm not just singling that out. Um because with anyone, it's about how do you approach someone, you know, how are you showing up? Have you got your shoulders back or your shoulders slunched over because you're not feeling the vibe of yourself? You're not feeling it. So it's really just trying to feel into um, what it is that you want to bring, you know, what is it you want to present? How do you want to show up for this next date or the next relationship, you know? Yeah, I think um, what I take out of that is you have to get yourself to a point where you understand or know what you want to present out there. Like, you know, yeah. as you said, uh, body language is noticeable. So, you know, if you're putting yourself out there to meet a man or a woman and you notice the person approaching you to meet you, has their head slouched and their body language is negative and straight away you might think, hmm, is this person okay? Like, So I think to deal with rejection or to bring yourself back from it, as you said, get yourself to a point where you can, you know, focus on what's your best, you know, what's the best part. Like do you like to dress up and look sharp? Do you like to crack a joke? Do you like to be upfront and honest with the person like yeah and, so, and to deal with like as I, uh, as we've spoken about previously it's like no one can invest in you if you're not investing in yourself and if it takes some time some counseling uh, time just to heal or time to reflect or whatever it might be like no one or your chances of attracting someone are going to be significantly less if you're putting yourself back out there again and again, and you haven't worked on yourself. Yeah. Uh, recently I had a date with a girl who had been single for a month. Now to me straight away, that's a red flag, but I'm like, mm, really? she, seemed, she seems nice. She's been single for a month. Oh, after, okay. after a, a five year relationship. And she okay. says she wants something serious. I'm like, if you've been single for a month and want some fun, Cool. You're not hurting anyone. Like no one's going to hold you to account. It's your life. Do what you want. I get that. She said she didn't say she wants to be on the fun choo-choo train. No, no, she, <laughs> no, she didn't. She said she wants something real. Okay, look, the conversation's flowing. I'm invested enough, but I'm going to be wary because, you know, I've been here in this situation before where you rock up, it's a recent breakup, and all they do is filter out all the dirty laundry onto you. They speak about the ex and it's just yeah. everyone else's fault and it's a massive red flag. I'm like, okay, this girl seems to be doing okay. She said she was out of love with a guy for a while. Okay, cool. Went along and it was exactly as I had predicted. It was F the ex this and he stuffed me up there and said, look, like I'm, we all have baggage. I get that. That's fine. We, we all do. You're but being I, very compassionate. Yeah, and, and, yeah, you try to be. Yeah. But, but I want to highlight that because, you know, you were being understanding to actually hear about her baggage. And I think probably one of the podcasts that we did talk about was around that dumping, you know, of that information. 
Um, but if we haven't, we'll do it in the next one, is to kind of get people to clear that stuff so they're actually present for you. And so that's kind of another big piece that I do work with people on, you know, Mitch, which I think is really important because she's turned up to talk about, you know, to meet you for the first time and she's kind of sharing about what happened to her in the past, you know. Um, and so it's something that she hadn't worked on. So you're quite right in saying that there's a potential red flag. That's what I just wanted to highlight to you. I really want your awareness is really cool. Yeah, and uh, just to finish that story, like it was exactly as I predicted. And I said, look, at the end of the night, we went home and so the texter said, hey, look, I appreciate your time. I just didn't feel that vibe. And like, I wish you all the best. And, you know, that was it. But that's Love one exa- that. That, that's one example of, you know, probably legit, legitimately hundreds of thousands of stories out there. But, yeah. So but back, I, back to the word vibe, Mitch, yeah. you know what I mean? Like this vibe. It was a negative vibe. It was a, yeah. and I, you know, I'm a usually a positive uplifting sort of, like I lift people's spirits because I can make them laugh. And I, even though I was trying that, shit, there'd be this little moment of a quick chuckle and then straight back into all about her. And so I, my, the red flags were I wasn't getting what I wanted because I wanted to talk as well. And it was blaming everyone else, negative. And it was like, well, okay, this is me. I made, I made up my, my decision in about 15 minutes and got through the, the, you know, the date and, that was the end of it. So, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Like if you have been dumped or either dumper, take time to heal. You know, like it, no one wants to bet on a horse with three three legs. You know, no one wants to, <laughs> you know. But it's, I love it. I no, love it. No one wants to see someone wounded. Like I know we can't, <laughs> scars are invisible. I get that. But no one wants to take a punt on someone who's not, allowed themselves time to heal but more importantly what i picked up on mitch and i love these conversations that you and i have um the second part to it so you know just recapping you know the vibe piece you know just know what you want to present and you knew what you wanted to present the second part that you were noticing was you know you weren't getting you know your needs met and what you wanted and so the conversation, and because that's part of your chemistry, and I know we've we've touched on that a bit before, that that is part of your chemistry. And if someone's not interested or showing an interest in, you know, what you do and, you know, what you do in your social life and, you know, some of the activities that you do or your family life, if they're not investing in you and they're just kind of, you know, talking about, you know, their past breakup, um there's part of the next part you know it's kind of like going we need to clear this up and actually going you know are you knowing what you want to present and it's a massive thing like it's really massive like I talk about presentation and position you know how are you positioning yourself you know um and it's really really important to understand that for yourself which is your self-identity you know, how are you positioning yourself? You know, um, it's like, what's the expression of you? You're wanting to build on this memory or this date and expand it. You know, you're trying to develop, you know, a relationship with someone. You're really clear on what you're bringing, but yet someone else is missing that mark. So there's a rejection in that as well. If you think about it, Mitch, there's kind of, you know, you're probably feeling a bit rejected by, okay, there's another missed opportunity. You know, what's that all about? Yeah, and you could become a, start a negative thought spiral. You know, you could be like, what am I doing wrong? Am I the issue? But the dating game is a lot like trying to buy a new car. Like you might want red, but this person's green or you might want a manual, but they're, they're automatic. Like sometimes things just don't line up and that's fine. Like I think it's important to remember that failure isn't defeat. Failure is just another step we all have to take to find success. Like 
It's in all avenues of life. It's in business. It's in the dating game. It's in betting on a four-legged horse that might be the favorite or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it, it just yeah. remember that failure isn't defeat. Like you look at the greats, like businessmen, like Steve Jobs, Jeff Bezos, they failed so many times. And some of your most popular movies have been rejected by studios and they've gone on to others and been successful because the creative, the visionary or, you know, the individual didn't give up on what they wanted. So like me, I've had my share of rejections and heartbreak, but, you know, I'm now 34, still single, but I'm still have a belief that I'm putting the best version of myself out there. And I know she's out there somewhere. Like it's like that. If you've, if you've ever seen that show, how I met your mother, like, kind of like Ted Mosby, you like, you just, you believe and you never stop trying. So I think it's important to remind yourself and to give yourself some slack. Like, yeah. I agree, Mitch. And that's part of, I feel the dating process, um, you know, and I think that's really probably another key point to talk about in the, you know, the self-confidence and building back the confidence, you know, is it never stop trying. You're actually invested in this, um, you know, and it's like you're building on this because it's actually really important for you. Um, and, yeah, you might, you know, have some failures, but as you said, it's not defeat. It's not defeat at all. But it's, you know, really actually acknowledging those you know, attempts or energy that you put in to actually looking at, you know, being in a loving relationship, you know. And one thing I'll probably add to it is it's just then looking at the qualification process and how you're qualifying these girls or, you know, if it's a girl looking for, a, you know, a guy or, you know, a male and a male, it doesn't matter you know, whatever relationship you're in or looking for a relationship, you know, how are you qualifying that? You know, it's really important to then kind of go, okay, um, you know, this girl was telling me that she was open and look, you had a punt, which I think is really brilliant, Mitch. You kind of went in there with your eyes wide open and you went, okay, I'm aware that she's just broken up after, a you know, a long-term relationship I'll just see and experience the date to then notice whether or not I want to explore that or take that a bit further. So you actually put in the energy and you kind of went, it could be a possibility. But maybe as a future strategy, um, and I don't know whether you'd want to, but I know you like face-to-face -face and some people do like face-to-face -face most of the time, is maybe having a conversation with someone over the phone, you know, first and foremost, because that can also build up the chemistry. It can build up the trust. It can build up the story um, that we're creating between, you know, this original dating process, which makes it, you know, because I know some people that I have worked with, they're like, oh, I actually want to know a bit more about the person. So they want to have a conversation two or three times before they meet up with them because then they feel like that they know a little bit about them. Yeah. And um, so I think to sort of to recap, it's you have to be aware that nothing is forever. And if you are in a relationship and it does ultimately end, but you tried to do some of the things that Kim has suggested, like be open, be a communicator, and take on board constructive criticism if you get it. Like no one wants to be abused, you know, of course. But if you are willing, if you are mature about things and your partner is as well, and if things do come to an end, whether you're the instigator of the breakup or the receiver, you know, be empathetic, be open. So you can take the learnings into the next one. And when you go into the when you put yourself back out there take time to heal if you hurt and then as kim said focus on what you're about are you about 
you know, holding yourself in high esteem or do you take pride in your appearance or whatever it might be. So even write these things down. We've talked about it previously. It's like what, you know, pros and cons, what am I good at? And ask others around you, like your friends and family, like what are things that you think you could work on? Take the time to learn about your emotional maturity, you know, your love languages. Because the better you know yourself, the better you are, the best version of yourself you can put out there. And as Kim said, like you can take time to heal. And once you're out there and if you're putting off a positive vibe, then that person doesn't stand a chance. The chances are they'll melt into your arms. And, or if it doesn't work out, then you try it. And failure isn't a bad thing. If you put the best version of yourself out there and that person wasn't for you, that's okay. It's not the end. Exactly right. That was pretty good. I, I like that. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful recap. It's um, very valuable, you know, and it's just really, really valuable. Just, you know, taking little steps, you know. 100%. Uh, yeah, no, really absolutely beautifully summarised. I know your time is short this afternoon, so thank you for coming on. And once again, if people are interested in seeing what you're about, how you might be able to help them, where can they find you? And what's the best way for them to interact with you if they are interested? Yeah, so um, I've got a website, which is www.thedatingdoctor.com.au. So, yeah, feel free to reach out to me. It's got my mobile details on their website as well as um, an email. So, yeah, um, love to hear from you if you're struggling in the dating world. Um, you know, and as I said from the beginning, we don't need to change. We just need to look at tweaking a few things in order to actually help you, you know, fall in love again. Yeah, and it's not about changing yourself as a person to meet the needs of someone else. It's about evolving and being better version of yourself for yourself that's exactly right and and hearing what another person within a relationship is also wanting you know and their needs because you're actually in a relationship and so it's understanding their desires and their needs you know um and it's communicating that in a beautiful way 100 percent. so um might wrap things up here but thanks for popping back on kim i might have to get you back on in the next little while to talk about other avenues in the dating world. But uh, thank, as always, uh, thanks everyone for listening and um, I'll see you all in the next one. Bye for now. Thanks for having me. Um, okay. So are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here.